Welcome to season two, Next Gen Leadership Podcast. Well, season one was roaring. We had a, a hot two episodes in season one. And the guys that I got to have conversations with, it was amazing. Kiefer Annable up in Seattle and Shadai Malou. Uh, but I realized after getting into it last year that pretty quickly um, I was in over my head with the technical sides of the technical <laughs> side. And, uh, and so I kind of, I kind of just faded out, but we're back. Season two is coming in hot. Season two. Uh, I'm here with, uh, a consistent new part of the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. Um, my guy, Wesley Wimberly, Wesley James Wimberly. What up? What up? And, uh, myself here, my name is Chase Merrill. And we are going to, over the course of this season, season two, season two <laughs> of Next Gen Leadership Podcast, have some cool conversations. Yeah, I'm, and hopefully, prayerfully, like helpful conversations. That's the whole point. We really want to talk about things and uh, have conversations that ultimately, end of the day, point people to Jesus. I, I'm not doing this to try and uh, be culturally relevant, to try to do something that I think is something cool. I really want more people to have more uh, conversations that are pointing them to Jesus, but then also resourcing them and having, you know, helpful moments where they're, they're growing as leaders. And there's lots of incredible content out there doing that, you know, doing that already. And we're, we're wanting to contribute our voice to that conversation because I think that God is doing something in this place and around us and we're seeing things and uh, we're learning and (laughs) we're growing and we're messing up and we're, succeeding at times and I mean and uh, and we're having a lot of fun I feel like we're having a lot of fun I watch you have a lot of fun <laughs> especially as you're hanging out with middle school students yeah so any uh, any intros for you you want to say hi well, I want to introduce yourself well, who yeah. are you what are you about are you uh, in a relationship you know all the goods people oh, that are going oh. to know <laughs> <laughs> my name is Wes and uh I uh, work with Chase, and uh, I hang out. He said middle schoolers. I hang out with middle schoolers uh, twice a week, if yeah. not more. That's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, they're they're a lot. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're fun though. And uh, awesome. been doing that for just over a year officially. Yeah, yeah. Wesley is our middle school pastor. Um, him and his wife Amanda. Ah, he stole it, you my son bad. of a gun. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me just... Blip, blip, blip. Right, well, continue. And uh, I'm married to the beautiful Amanda Wimberly. There you go. For just over a year and a half. Come on. Just over a year and a half. And, it seems like uh, he hasn't been married longer. I know. Doesn't it feel like that? Yeah. Sometimes, I t- sometimes I'll tell her, like, I forget we're married sometimes. <laughs> it just feels like that long. But then I'm like, we're married. No. Yeah. So. Uh, but just over a year and a half. And it'll be two years in August. And uh, she also works at the church that we pastor at. Um, in a different role, completely different role. Under our senior pastors, lead pastors. But she is heavily involved in middle school and high school and everything else. She is everything. Next gen, yeah. She she is one of the most incredible human beings in that like she 
you would not know she's not a full-time middle yeah. school pastor or assistant high school youth pastor yeah. because of how involved and committed she is to not just being there and helping, but, like, discipling those students. Yeah. Last night, we had a high school service last night, and she, had a, she was having a conversation with a student. After the service for probably 45 minutes, maybe even close to an hour, depending, I mean, around that time, and just I'm sitting there watching her just engage her one-on-one, like, She's she's incredible, yeah, she you is. know. But that's not even where she's. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard to do. Be like, bought into the job that you have, right? And be like plugged in, and then drop all of that. Oh yeah. For you know, hour and a half oh, to two hours on a certain. Oh, event, no, we're gonna know? have to, we're gonna have to have a conversation sometime to go into <clears> middle school or go into high school. It's I mean it's a different frame of mind. That's great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have to have a conversation. One one of these one of these episodes, we'll have a conversation about uh, this kind of like. This mass exodus of ministry people, people that have been in full-time ministry or part-time ministry, um, and there's different seasons. God's, you're not, you're not ultimately called to be a youth pastor. It's an assignment, you know, things like that. We'll have the, we'll have a conversation on that. But here's what I want to get to. The, 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 um, the tension between like people that are just like, I hear how, I hear people talk all the time. Like, I, I wish that I could have a job at the church. I'd have more time to do what I feel like the things I'm called to do. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, they're, that's like, it seems like to the, to a lot of people, that is the end goal, the epitome yeah. of being able to walk in the fullness of what God has. And then the opposite, I have I'm a lot of conversations with people in our circles that are like, I, I'm being held back yeah. by being a pastor at the church. I, I, I need to be a, a minister outside of the four walls of the church and yeah. I have more time to, you know, yeah. so it's so funny how it's almost like wherever people aren't, yeah. It's like they, they want to be in the other yeah. place. The grass is greener right. where right. where you're not. Right. You know? So we'll, we'll have to comparison. We'll, have to, we'll jump into that. We'll yeah. jump into that in a future episode because I think it, I think it's worth worth a conversation to have, especially because we're seeing it yeah. in our own circles. And we felt those things. Totally. Are feeling those things to yeah. some degree. I mean, I'm not trying to act like I don't ever feel things like that. Yeah. So um, how old are you? I'm 23. 23, baby. My Jordan year. Let's go. My Michael Jordan year. <laughs> that's awesome 22. you're 24 in august 24 in august and same birthday as my dad yeah um married for a year and a half 23 middle school pastor also very clearly want to make sure people know too as they listen you're super involved with our high school ministry you're assistant youth pastor for high school yeah. just as involved there as i am and then you help with all things anthem college with the, which is our intern program it's partnered with the uh, northwest university so uh, and then you come and support and pour your heart out for young adults on Thursday nights at our young adult service. So you you are you're all around, you know, in the same kind of way a little bit as Amanda. You got a job as a middle school pastor and assistant youth pastor for high school, but you're also <laughs> super connected in in all those other areas. And I am so thankful for you. So today, um, Thank you. in case you don't know my, me a little bit, I, you might have got me in episode one or two of season one. <laughs> season one. <laughs> season one. Oh, season one. What a great season. Um, we'll talk about that today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Chase Merrill, and uh, I am married to my wife, my beautiful bride, Holly Ann Merrill. A little over seven years. Yeah. Man, we got three kids, Weston, Dean, Bo, Andrew, and the most recent addition, seven weeks old, Delaney Jean, Come little on, daughter. Girl. So amazing. And I uh, love them. They're everything to me. Do a lot of things together, ministry, family things together. Um, Holly is not on staff of the church, but she's um, as involved as she can be and wants to be more and more, just with, especially with high school students. 
she helps she helps lead a, a high school life group, junior girls, uh, with one of our other incredible adult leaders, Jessica, and uh, and has been in ministry for for years. She's an ordained minister. She's love she loves it, but she's also got passionate about and gifted in a lot of other things. So, um, we uh, we've been here for just a little over two years. In, in Olympia, Washington here at our church called Living Water. That's it? Yeah, September was two, so two and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're cool. We're on, we're on more two, two and a half yeah, now. two and a half. You're right. Yeah, definitely. Probably even over two and a half. My math is not fast enough for this podcast. Mm, this month would be two and a half. Wow. Sweet. So I can fully say that now. I, nice. September 2017, we moved up here <laughs> uh, to be uh, youth pastors. And we currently are youth, uh, young adults, uh, youth and young adults pastors, and oversee our intern program called Anthem College. And that's what we're doing. So today, we're going to have a conversation uh, about something that we're both kind of passionate about. And I know I have mess- I have struggled with, and I, I'm, I'm assuming you in the, you know, in the conversations we've had over the last couple yeah. years, I've watched you kind of have tensions here too. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people do. Um, but it's one of the ones that God's really been challenging me with and part, partly, honestly, why it, we were joking about it before we started recording, but, um, how, how in season one kind of faded out with the two episodes <laughs> and a lot of it really was because I was, man, I was, obviously we got busy and things like that, but that's, that's kind of, kind of a lame excuse. It really came down to, I just felt ill-equipped to do something with a good quality, you know, yeah. but, but I was comparing my quality to, to everybody else's qualities of things. And, and so I just began to kind of hit this place of like. I'm going to just kind of fade out of here for a bit. And then I had thought about about four or five months after I'd stopped, like I should, I should restart. And then what prevented me in the moment from restarting was some of the things we're going to talk about today. So what we're going to talk about today conversation, um, is this idea that man, God calls people and puts, puts dreams in people's hearts on big scales, on small scales and everything in between. Yep. And then there's like really specific, just don't even over spiritualize it. There's just ideas that you've got that I've got that people have that are listening that are like, I want to do this. I want to try this. I want to, I want to take a step out and, and attempt to do this. And, and then there's this moment of, am I actually going to do it? I don't think I'm actually going to do it. And then there's this list of things that begin to fill your mind and heart with why, why you shouldn't do it. Um, to the point where you can be feeling like you're paralyzed. Like I feel called to do this, to say this, to, to make this, to create this, to try this. But then, uh, I'm paralyzed in not doing it because of, of, of a couple of things. And so, um, we want to talk about a couple of those things, why people don't do what they, they know that they should do, what they should try, what they should start. Yeah. Um, and then, and then talk about why, why that happens, at least in a, in a, in a couple areas and then how we can kind of overcome some of those things and just really encouraging people to step out and be who God's called them to be, do what God's called them to do, start what God's called them to start and, and push through all of the potential excuses or obstacles <clears throat> or reasons why they shouldn't do what they think yeah. they know that they should do. So that's where we're going to go. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to run through three quick thoughts that, that paralyze us from from doing what we, we feel called to do. And then we're just going to have this conversation about about those things and and then wrap things up here pretty quick. Uh, the first thought for me, this is the one that I have struggled with the most for why I don't do something that I that I think or I know that I should do. It, it's it's this thought. Someone else is already doing it. Yeah. Like someone's doing this already. 
More than just someone. Some, everybody like, seems like, like they're doing 12 it. people are already doing this. And, gosh, I mean, it's... And it's like, not only are they doing it, they're crushing it. Yeah. And Or they've been crushing it for a long time. You know? For a long time. Let's talk about a podcast. It seems like everybody and their mom's doing a podcast. <laughs> right? And, yeah. And it's swaggy, cool-looking sound and stuff. Yep. And... Um, so there have been moments for me, even last year when I was about to, when I started this thing in season one, that I wrestled with this thought of like, you know, man, so many people already do. There's so many great podcasts out there yeah. already. The content's amazing. What am I going to bring to the table here that's going to be even to the same level or better than what anybody's already doing? I'm not going to do this. Someone's already doing it. Um, and, and that, I know that's a real, I mean, that's been, that's a real reason why people don't do something that they know they should do. I don't think it's a good enough reason to not, but it's real. Yeah. Absolutely. I think about like true Kathy, Chick-fil-A guy mm. as an example. Cause I'm a, I'm how good is Chick-fil-A? Die hard. Yeah. Uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, true Kathy, you know, he, I mean, this is sound like, this sound like a dumb example, but it's, it's close to my heart, but like, thank God he didn't say to himself, like, man, KFC is already serving a chicken sandwich. <laughs> They're already doing it. I'm not going to do it. I've literally been to KFC one time in my, in my entire life. One time. Most of the time, no, I hate not KFC that hard, but this may be a little bit. Most of the times I've gone to KFC, it's purely been because they've got something new that I wanted to, I wanted to try. I saw on a commercial or because Chick-fil-A is too far away. <coughs> but thank God True Kathy did not let that reason be the reason why he didn't make a chicken sandwich. That blue KFC chicken stuff yeah. out of the water and it's changed my life forever. It looked like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I mean, yeah, so so thoughts about that, thoughts from you. Like, Have you have you ever wrestled with that? Have you struggled with that in that moment of the thought of like somebody's already doing this? Or, or in your context as a youth pastor, as a, as a next generation leader, have you experienced moments like that? What does it look like? Yeah, I think I think for me particularly, I, I'm, I think if, you know, people were to just see me from the outside, they would kind of characterize me as like an individualist or right. you know someone who doesn't like doing what everybody else does or right. someone who doesn't you know like down to like I don't like matching people like wearing the same shirt cool. as you like I don't I don't want to match I don't want to wear the same shirt as you I want to have a different shirt uh and so I think that's a little bit of part of my nature which I think is awesome yeah there's a healthy part of it right and but I think I think it kind of applies to this because I think there's a healthy uh there's a healthy desire to be unique I think there is totally but I also think for me personally I think I can get so far and make like my desire to be unique everything sure like it's it's everything if I'm not unique I'm like I'm not useful like well, you, yeah you can almost you can almost idolize uniqueness yeah it's like it's an idol that you yeah. begin to pursue yeah you make it everything right. and then I think when you make it everything I think you miss I think you miss out on why you're even doing it. Cause you even said that like, you know, some people are, sh- should be doing what God has called them to do. Right. And I think sometimes when we have this huge desire to be unique in the world of, you know, all these people doing things right. and all, all these people doing the same things, right. I think we can almost put the desire to be unique and do something that nobody's doing over like what God has actually called yeah, me to no, do. Totally. And then you end up doing something that God didn't even call you to do, right. but you're just doing it because you want to be unique and We're to be seen out. as someone with a platform that's doing something, you know, out of the ordinary. Yep. And, and then it's like, well, are you even doing what God's called you to do? Right. Like, or you're just doing what, you know, 
Joe from Southern California is doing and put it on Instagram and you saw it and thought it was cool. And, right. Right. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think one of the things to consider about, about, uh, not doing something because someone's already doing it with that idea with, with like the, the Chick-fil-A thing, don't underestimate, don't underestimate the way that God wants to use your voice yeah. and your lens in your hands on, on maybe something that is done already. But like, I, I, I forget that sometimes like, who cares if someone's already doing it? Like God's got something he wants to do unique through you yeah. that even if it's the same quote unquote thing, it's going to be through a different voice. You're going to reach different people. Yeah. Right. Like people are going to, this podcast, great example. There are going to be people that don't listen to this and that's fine. I, I actually don't care if a bunch of people don't listen to this because uh, part of this for me is just, it's being faithful to what I believe God's called me to do. And it's using the, the resources and the opportunities and the, the platform that I have right now to make the most, to bring people closer to Jesus and, and give God glory. And I think using my voice literally metaphorically on a podcast to have conversations like this, is something he's called me to do. And someone's going to listen to it. Prayerfully, someone is impacted by it in a positive way. And that's a unique voice. Your your voice is going to be a unique voice in this conversation. There's thousands of podcasts out there. But yeah. God wants to use your voice maybe in a unique way to reach people that aren't being reached. And that's something I think youth pastors, young next generation leaders, whoever, wherever you're at. Yeah. They got to think, they got to know. And they got to they gotta have a, a sense of like remembering that like they got their own confidence to have in the Lord with that. So lean into that and don't let the excuse of somebody's already doing it, whatever it might be, be the reason why you don't do what you know God's speaking. I think the biggest thing to, to, to take home with this idea, though, is that, um, you know, it, at least for me, is God really is, is God kind of putting it on your heart or not? Yeah. Right. Because that's how you really can filter out the stuff that you're talking about with yeah. like just for the sake of being different for being different. And you can filter out being afraid of what, you know, people think or whatever, just doing something that someone's already doing. Because uh, if God's in it and he's speaking to you to do it or challenging your heart to do it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah. uh, so first thought of why we, we are paralyzed with doing something we're called to do, it's because someone's already doing it. Anything else on that you want to say for moving on? Uh, I think I think the only other thing I think of is like, Context, yeah. So, like the context of you know where I lead and where I minister. Yeah, no, it's really good because I think I have to remember, like in you know, in my desire to be unique, maybe or you know, my discouragement by somebody else doing it. I have to remember, like my context is different than their context. It is right, and so like I, I think a couple things there. Like I'm reaching again, like I'm reaching people that they're not going to reach, but like my context, my my audience is different, right. and so. I have to remember that like they're, they're doing what they are doing to reach the people that are in front of them. And so I got to do what I got to do to reach the people in front of me. And so I think, I think that, uh, that helps me. I think it kind of dwindles the discouragement of, you know, somebody else is doing it. It's like, well, I'm going to do it for my context, for for my people, for who, who's in front of me, who God's put in in my, in my, you know, sphere of influence. Right. Right. And if we're not careful because of, not because of, one of the things that make that difficult at times is social media. A hundred percent. And seeing, being able to have portals yeah. and windows into everybody's context yeah. in our hands. And it can feel like, oh my gosh, I got to do what they're doing in order to be yeah. effective the way they're being effective. Yeah. But but we can't, we got to be careful. I mean, be inspired, 
be be encouraged be be filled with like celebration man i've been so challenged recently with that as i scroll through instagram and i'm looking at things god's doing through people and leaders around the world around this nation to just when i the moment i start to feel a sense of comparison to try to to try to submit it to jesus and ask for him to fill me with a, with a spirit of celebration yeah. championing that's tough it <laughs> is <laughs> it is um because we're on the same team yeah re- trying to reach people with the gospel right um so you know i think that that's big i i think i think bottom line how you know how to reach your context is by getting on the knee on your knees before the lord and yeah prayer submitting god asking god what how do you want me to most effectively reach my context with where i'm at yeah it's good yeah okay number two uh why people don't do what they feel God's calling them to do is the thought that people are going to misunderstand my motives. Yeah. Oh man. As a, as a, uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with being a two on the Enneagram or just the people pleaser kind of guy that I am. What? But, but this is a big deal for me. My, I'm so worried that like, if I start something, you know, I do something that looks like I'm putting something out there or I'm trying to, sh- to, I'm trying to make a difference in a way that can potentially be interpreted as like, oh, you're just trying to look or sound something cool, yeah. effective, whatever. That there's, I'm, I have been at different seasons and I immediately met with like this feeling of like, they're, they're going to assume you're doing this for your own gain, your own glory, your own attention, whatever. And it has, it, that has, that has paralyzed me at times. So I am not going to do this thing because I don't want people to think I'm trying to do this for me. Um, you know, but like I'm reminded that no matter people that are actually doing something like people that are actually making movements, taking ground, making a difference, like are going to get flack no matter what. Yeah. They're not going to be able to get, get to that place God's calling them to go. And we see this throughout scripture. I mean, there's just like, if someone's doing something, someone's growing, if someone is, is taking new ground, like somebody's going to give them flack no matter what. And, and people have been, have been, I reminded, like people have been misunderstood for hundreds uh, and and thousands of years throughout the history of mankind and through, through the scriptures, especially like there, there is a high probability that when you start doing something, you're going to be misunderstood, potentially misrepresented. And, um, and I think that that's been one of the reasons why I have yeah. at times been paralyzed to do what God's called me to do. I'm, I'm sure other people can can resonate with that. Yeah, 100%. I think it comes back to, like, who are you doing it for? Right. I mean. Bottom line. Yeah, because I think, I think most of the time, I think a good indicator of, you know, I'm doing it for the wrong reasons, the wrong motives, is if that kind of flack bothers you. Right. You know, if that's, I, that's or really if, like, good. that flack keeps you really from, from doing the thing that you know god's called you to or the thing that's in front of you because you like you know you know the motive of your heart you're you know you're the only one right who can who can know that and so i think just okay like i may get flack for this but i know my heart like i know i I know my heart is this is who i'm doing it for i'm doing it for the sole purpose the the audience of one at the end of the day the glory of one person yeah and I think that I think that kind of minimizes the the flack you may get. Sure, it does. I know for me, something about ministry world. So like, let's just take a moment to talk about the world of ministry, full time ministry, vocational ministry, whatever. Because I know that there'll be people listening that are 
uh, in the world of growing as lead, wanting to grow as leaders that maybe not in vocational ministry, pastors full time, whatever. But there is a funky thing about ministry, different than like the business world. Yeah, you can go grind it out. You know, no sleep kind of hashtag Gary B stuff where you're just like. I'm going to keep making a name. I'm going to keep making a brand. I'm going to keep pursuing some of these things in the, in the business world. Not no man, not no one, but you're not, you're not seeing the same potential of like heat from people being like, Hey, are you doing, are you doing this with an impure motive? As, as I feel like you, you do in the world of ministry, yeah. right? Like because of the very nature that who we're doing it for, as in we're doing it for the glory of God and not for ourselves and not for our name at times I think has been part of the difficulty for me of like, so, so do I even put my name on this? Yeah. Do I have a chase com? <laughs> do I, do I put my name on this podcast? I mean, silly, yeah. stupid stuff like that. But I thought that like, do I even, you know what I mean? Because if, if this isn't, and I know that ministry can be kind of funky like that. And I think bottom line, you said it. Like if I know my motive is, is pure, man, I'm submitted to the Lord. And then my time with him, when I'm, when I'm spending time with him in the word and, and I'm letting him do, you know, search my heart kind of moment. Yeah. And I know that like, I don't, this isn't about my name. I'm not trying to do this to be yeah. cool or recognized. It really is God trying to point people to you. When I know that yeah. you're right. The flax shouldn't bother me. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think probably people need to spend more time bringing it to the Lord and really asking his input on those kind of things yeah. so that they can leave moments like that. Yeah. Solidified at their core, yeah. you know, keeping their eyes on the prize um, towards what God's putting them and what God's calling them to do. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Uh, final one, number three. Why people don't do what they're called to do. Um, it's this thought that I don't have what it takes. Yeah. I don't have it. I'm not. I'm not equipped enough. Yep. This was kind of part of season one, ending after two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh season one. Man, I just listened to some of the, the audio and I was like, this sounds terrible. This quality yeah. is so bad. Yeah. And I don't have what it takes to keep doing this. Like I can't. This is this is not good. And then and then it just starts to feed more and more of those insecurities. But I think about how many people God has put something in them. Yeah. Calling them to do something. And one of the reasons why they don't step out in that way is because of that thought. Yeah. Yeah. The fear of I think the fear of failure too. Yeah. The fear of it just like, right. Just tanking, you know, the fear of, you know, cause I think, I think the, the thing we have to remember is that like, whether we know it or not, like we go into it with an expectation of like what it could be, right. you know, like, totally. you know, a podcast, whatever, whatever it is. But like you go into a thing like, you know, this could like, what if this podcast just blows up, you right. know, right. and like everyone, what if this you know, ministry blows up. Yeah. I mean, you know, people start calling me, you know, and just all this stuff. You know, I think whether we whether we know it or not, I think that 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 somewhere lies in the back of our you know self absorbed selfish nature. Sure. You know, somewhere. You know, and I don't want a blanket statement and speak that over anybody, but there's just there's just that's our tendency as you know as fallen human beings. I think that's just our our tendency, and so when we go into something and we don't get those results, or we don't see what we expected or you know even idealized then then it's just like well then I'm just not I'm, I'm just not going to do it right I just it's not it's not a you know Nobel prize podcast and so if it's not that <laughs> right. then it can't be right. anything our standard or our expectation yeah. 
So how do you? I mean, how do you deal with that? <clears throat> how do you push through when you know God's saying like, do this, and then because you're you're a the way you're wired, knowing you like you like seeing excellence, you like seeing oh yeah right something be obviously we all do, but like I mean, knowing you like if this isn't succeeding like you thought or wanted it to, you know it it, it matters to you yeah. So you've met you've been met with those moments. Yeah, absolutely. How do you push through? You know, well, it's, it's been helpful. For yeah, and it's been it's been really difficult because I I think it's really easy to get discouraged. Like it's just it's just it's really easy. Yeah. It's really easy to get discouraged. It's really easy to, you know, especially when you like yeah, when you have that like standard of excellence in your mind and things just aren't that, you know? And right. I think I think something that I I have realized through all of this is most of the time when I get bogged down by that, that, that fear of just, you know, it not being what I thought it was going to be or, it, you know, like, you know, one of our middle school services is just not being at the standard of excellence that I want. I think the thing that I realize more than anything is that when, when I let that ruin what is there and what I do have yeah. is because I put it all on me. Yeah. Like this is this is my response, and, and I mean, there's a healthy responsibility that I carry because I'm, you know, I'm overseeing something. I'm responsible for something, but I think most of the time is is when I like, like everything rides on me, like the the absolute success of you know God doing something or you know the the excellence in which God does something is all riding on my right. on my shoulders. Yeah, and I think the thing that's helped me the most is realize like. One, it's okay to be messy. Like, yeah. it's okay for things to be messy. Like, more than anything, like, if, like, I mean, more than anything in middle school, because middle school specifically, like, it's just messy. Yeah. Like, it is just, it is not yeah. your, like, cut and dry, you know, you know, PCO, if you know what PCO is, like, serve it. Like, it's just, it's just not. Planning it, center online, just in yeah. case you're <laughs> not a Christian that's been on staff at a church yeah. in the last 15 years. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but, like, I think I've just, I've just, I've had to realize, like, one, it's going to be messy. And yeah. two, like, I need people. Like, I need other people. Like, if I'm the only one carrying this, if I'm the only one behind this, if I'm the only one that, like, and I think, so, you know, some of the things that you try to do, like, it, you know, maybe it's something that you are doing, like, you know, whether it's just a podcast of you or whether it's, you know, you on, you know, doing something in your city or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, I think I think it's helpful to, like, no matter what you're doing, you're having people with you. Like, you're having someone with you. You yeah. have, you know, having someone that you're talking to about it. So that like this, this, this pressure, this weight of, you know, cause I think the hard part is we don't necessarily see it from the outside. Like other people can, you know, even, you know, cause even like I have people who serve in, in my, you know, same area. Like I have, I have leaders that serve with me, but they see things from an outside perspective because they don't feel the pressure that I right. feel on a, right. you know, minute to minute basis. Right. You know what I mean? And so they have an ability to see what I don't see. Oh, they have ability so to like. Like, hey, dude, like, like, take a deep Chill. breath, Chill a you know, bit. like, stop being so serious. Like, I ain't mean, I'm just focused. Like, that thing, <laughs> for, uh, Kanye song, like, I ain't mean, I'm just focused. Because, like, I think a lot of times, I think that's how people view me because I'm just, like, so in the zone all the time. I can, like, I, yeah, I can act like this, like, I'm just, like, this monger, like, just rushing around, like, you know, making sure the lights are good, make sure this is good, you know, you know. And you have, this, you have the sickness, dude. Yeah, and so, yeah, you need, you need other people. You need other people to come you and do. say, like, take a deep breath, chill, dude, it's going to be fine, like, these middle schoolers don't actually care you know like about your details you know yeah so, I think, so I think that's helpful for me no it's so good 
Yeah, man. I at the end of the day, I, I want people to that are listening to to be to be encouraged and and man and inspired and challenged to to rethink through some of those things that God is putting on their heart to do. Yeah, we need it. We need it. The body of Christ needs it. We yeah. need people to step out and and attempt to do what God's calling them to do. Yeah. And and this is a this isn't this wasn't on our list. But this is something I'm just thinking about, man. I, I there's somebody that like is so is so paralyzed by like having to to think that they have to have all of the pieces together before they can start. Yeah. That that they need to hear today, like, no, you don't. Like so much of the of the nature of God throughout the scriptures is the like, um, I'm gonna call you to go. And then as you go, I'll reveal the details. Yep. And in that same kind of way, I think there's somebody that's sitting on their hands going like, I need, I need God to map this thing fully out perfectly for me before I actually take that step, before I start that, whatever, start that podcast, that, that, that blog, that, that creative project that I want to do, that business, that, that new ministry that, ch- or changing something that is, you know, you don't have to have it all perfectly figured out yeah. in order to, to start. And there's, there's so many great things out there and resources out there. There's a, I know there's a book called Start. That actually is really good. Speaks to that. So uh, I forget who wrote it, but maybe, maybe, maybe one. I don't know if this podcast will have it, but maybe one day we'll put some notes in the podcast so that people that listen and go like, "What what book were they talking about?" Yeah. They go to. <laughs> so I'm not making any promises about this, but there's a book called Start, and uh, you can go listen to that or read that, and it probably will be helpful for you. Yeah, that's good. But man, I I, uh, I I'm passionate about this thing because I think about how many how many things in my life to this point at 28. I have not done yeah, or, or I delayed in doing that God had put in me uh, or continued to do because of some of these thoughts that we talked about today, being paralyzed. And I think the body of Christ needs everybody to step in and submit the motives. Like God help my motive and my heart be right. Check my heart. This is for you. This is not for me. Yeah. Um, but, but if that's set and that's right, stop being held back by some of these things and, and go do it. Yeah. Go do it. And you will never know until you go type of thing. Yep. It's good. Um, but, but that's my prayer for people that are listening. That's my prayer for me and for you. Yeah. Man, there are things that God's calling us to do in this season, which will, won't last forever, by the way. We just talked about this the other day. Yeah. Like, the season you're in is not going to last forever. You're not going to be a youth pastor forever. Yep. I mean, you could be. You're right. Most likely, you're, I could be. most likely, right? You're not. I don't think I'm you're not going to be a middle school pastor forever. I'm not going to be yeah. a high school pastor forever. Um, so I want to make the most yeah. of where I'm at right now, for the kingdom of God, loving people with everything I got, dreaming things up, doing things that like might seem like they're they're impossible or they don't make sense. Yeah. But if God's put put them in me or in us, let's do it. And I hope the people listening, if you're listening, I hope that's that's how you begin to think and process with where you are today. So what are those things? God's calling you to do, to, to start, to make, to try, to restart. Some of you, you had a dream die because of some of these reasons. You need to pick it back up yeah, and put it back in God's hands and let, let him begin to reform some things in you. Or you, or you picked up somebody else's dream <laughs> and you need to, you need to drop that. Yeah. Give it back to the person, you know what I mean? Drop it and go pick up the dream that God's put in your heart. Yeah. And just because you didn't, get it right away doesn't mean it's not there right take more than 30 seconds and actually listen to the lord and what he's placing your heart yeah that's really good man i want my motives i want my heart to be pure god please help me you know because that that's 
that's that's real I mean we all need that so well thanks for the conversation yeah I'm excited for what God's gonna Let's do go. in season two season of two the next gen leadership podcast Let's go season two <laughs> season two Se- thanks for listening season. tune in next time I'm Chase I'm Wes and we will uh, we'll continue having these conversations hopefully prayerfully pointing you to Jesus and helping you grow as leaders. See you next time. Peace. Thank you.